What is up, my friends, and welcome to It's a Me Uncensored, your favorite podcast in the entire world, bro. So make sure to subscribe right now. And a quick life update, you know, I'm in Germany. I'm in my hometown. Jawohl, ich bin zurück, Digga. Uh, it feels so good to be back. You know, I feel rejuvenated. I feel re-energized. Because in Los Angeles, there are fucking riots happening right now. There's a thing called coronavirus up there. But here, it's just so peaceful. I went for a run this morning. There were horses looking at me. There were unicorns. There were elves. It's fucking beautiful. In the Black Forest, uh, it's pretty much back to normal. Like Germany handled the coronavirus situation very well, so I'm very happy about that. I saw my mom, saw my dad, and um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of reflecting on my life. I'm kind of taking a break from social media as well, at least Instagram. Not checking any stats or any YouTube stuff for a couple of days, um, just to go inward and kind of you know spend time with my family and also focus on my life. And in doing that, I had one question that I want to address that came up and keeps coming up, and that is the question about my asexuality. Um, because I made some videos with my girlfriend, Christine. I made my relationship public with her. And um, I've previously made a video saying that, I've, that I'm asexual, that I have asexual tendencies. So a lot of people were wondering, hey, what happened now that you have a girlfriend? Like, how does this play out? And um, there are a couple of things I want to explain real quick. So in case you haven't seen my asexual, uh, asexuality video, it was about last year, um, where I just addressed the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is not having sex. And <laughs> that is a very... Um, thing that's like <clears throat> a misconception you know a lot of people think i'm a model you know therefore i have to have a lot of sex and for a long time and i mentioned this in my youtube video as well you know let's check it out on youtube um i gave into the pressure of that you know i thought that because everybody expected me to have sex all the time i thought i had to do it you know just because i could because i was a i mean i, I guess i'm a model i'm a handsome guy quote unquote whatever that means so it would have been easy in quotation marks again, um, to pick up girls for me. In clubs in New York, I was partying with like literally sometimes Victoria's Secret models in New York. But I just wasn't into that, you know? And there's um, one reason for that is definitely that I generally have a lower sex drive. I, I don't really think about sex. I personally don't even jerk off really. Like it happens maybe once a month where I just want to make sure that everything's still working and in place. But I'm just not a very sexual person. I don't have a lot of sex drive. Um, my testosterone is also quite low. I did a test. I went to the doctor here that took my my blood which by the way i'm terrified of like one of my biggest fears is getting needles put into my fucking arm i hate it so um took my blood they said i have low testosterone and it makes sense you know i never was a sexual person i lost my virginity when i was 15 years old uh, i was definitely a horny little mother motherfucker back then but uh, it was also because of the expectations of other people and i hate that i hate that about myself that i always want to please other people that i want people to like me so much so that i um sometimes do things i don't necessarily want to do and that happened with sexual harassment but then also with um, just trying to be liked by people you know when I was in Peru there were a lot of like machos like when I was 15 years old you know Peruvian men are pretty um, well can I say yeah a little bit the machismo is definitely a thing there you know so we're all talking about girls like uh, how, when we lose our virginity and I wanted to lose my virginity there so I uh, I lost it with a prostitute you know I invested <laughs> but I didn't actually spend money on it I actually made a, a video about that too um, I was just so desperate so I met up with this girl in a strip club. She's a prostitute as well. Uh, her name is Raquel. So I said, Raquel, mira, escúchame. Uh, I'm, I, I, want, I want to lose my virginity before I go. And I said, I'm a poor German. I can't afford to pay you. And then she actually hooked up with me and, and she deflowered me. It was beautiful. It was a very meaningful, romantic uh, thing we did at a, at a hostel that I booked for $20 a night. 
it was amazing. It was life changing. And um, after that, I didn't really want to have sex. Anymore. I did, I felt like I've done that now. You know, I lost my virginity. I was cool. My 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 friends back home, I guess, thought I was cool, or at least in my mind, they thought that. <laughs> and um, yeah, then I moved on. Didn't really have sex and had a very vanilla relationship. My first relationship when I was 18 years old. We were also in a long distance relationship for like nine months, so it didn't really come up. And then all of a sudden, I started modeling. And then the second reason became a big thing, and that is also that for me sexuality became something negative you know because i had to use my sexuality and sex in fashion because as we all know sex sells right so a lot of times when i did modeling jobs it was all about my body i was being objectified a lot as a model which is you know you're a model of course you're objectified and i think that's also part of the industry but i started viewing sex not necessarily as something organic or beautiful i want to do i started seeing sex more as like a you know almost like a tool or an asset or something i'm using to literally make money in new york city and then i had a couple of negative experiences with sexual harassment you know where photographers start like try to touch me um i also had like the story i talked about sexual assault where I actually um you know was assaulted um which then always made me associate those experiences with sex and i also didn't have a girlfriend i didn't have any partner while i was in new york while i was traveling just because i was also afraid to get close to people because once you get close to people and you move on then you can get hurt right so that's a, f a full freaking a lot of things um turned like you know um played into that is not just the fact that i have a low sex drive it's also that i saw sex as something negative and that I was just not open to having a partner intimately because one thing I fell hard in New York, I fell for this girl, she's also a model and then she rejected me in a way and she moved on and then I, I, I realized how shitty that felt and I didn't like it. So that's when I built my walls up even, even higher. And now fast forward to this year, beginning of the year when I met my girlfriend, Christine, I, um, I all of a sudden had, you know, I met Travis and I all of a sudden decided that I'm moved to Los Angeles. If you listen to my podcast, you saw that you, you, you could actually follow the transition because I was convinced that I was going to travel for like the next like four or five years, at least keep traveling to go to Asia, go to Germany, live in New York. Uh, all these places for like two months and then move on. And all of a sudden, I settled down to get a place in Los Angeles. And with that, I get a fucking girlfriend. I mean, I get a great girlfriend. She's fucking great, actually. And um, in quarantine, we got so much closer because when you're in quarantine together, holy shit, it's like, it's like you're a relationship on speed. You know, it's like a catalyst for getting to know each other. So I really became... I settled down hard, you know, from moving on so much to like literally getting a place and getting a girlfriend. And in the beginning, I got to be completely honest, when it came to sexual things, I was afraid. I almost didn't want to go there with her. And uh, there's a simple reason for that. And that is also my perfectionism. That is my need to always be perfect. I talked about this, it goes way back to my childhood, like I have a lot of self-hate issues whenever I'm not perfect, whenever I'm not the best, when I'm not the best at school, when I'm not the best at sports, at my career, I start hating myself. Same with sexual performance, obviously. And needless to say, I don't have a lot of sexual experience. I lost my virginity early, but I can count on one hand how many women I've had sex with, which is very surprising for so many people. But it's true. And of course, I don't have a lot of confidence and confidence is nothing you're born with. Nobody's fucking born confident, you know? 
Confidence is a skill that you learn. I was not confident when I was a kid, but I learned it through repetition, through doing stand-up comedy, through going to modeling castings, being rejected, talking to a bunch of strangers, traveling big, big, big time. When I first went to New Zealand, I remember I went to a hostel. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know anybody there. And I had to start talking to strangers in the kitchen at a hostel to make friends and make connections. I was scared in the beginning, but by traveling, by getting out of my comfort zone, I can now say that I'm an, an authentically confident person. I walk up into a conversation, I feel like I own the conversation, I can own the room. With sex, I don't have that experience. I didn't get out of my comfort zone, it was quite the opposite. And that's when I realized that uh, there's a third part to the reason why I didn't have sex, besides from having asexual tendencies, I am afraid of sex. I legitimately am afraid to underperform. I, it's not enough for me to be uh, intimate with somebody and to be good. I have to blow their fucking minds. And sometimes in my mind, I've had the situation so many times that I would actually hook up with a girl, we'd make out or something, you know, and then it would be about, you know, maybe going to her place. And then I would go to her place and I'd be like, Coming up with excuses and trying not to go to her place because even though I wanted to have sex with her, because I'm aroused actually, I, I can get aroused. It's not like um, asexuality, by the way, it's not a black and white thing. It's not like you have no sexual arousal. A lot of times when it's the right girl, I feel very sexually aroused. I get erections all the fucking time, but just not when I, you know, not when I see a hot chick at the club. Or, it's not like it has to be something more meaningful. Like once I established an emotional relationship with him or there was some chemistry there, I get sexually aroused and I want to have sex as well. But sometimes, even though I had that impulse, I would say, no, we're not going to have sex now, Mario. I'm just going to go home, be alone, wake up early again, because if I do that, I'm in control. I stay in my comfort zone. I can work hard the next morning. And I'd rather not have an emotional and intimate experience with a girl then risking to not being perfect. I don't know if grammatically that sentence made sense to you, but I hope you understand that I chose not following my impulse, which I always fucking preach, and instead I would not go home with this girl because I was afraid to underperform. I remember a lot of times like I'd actually have sex and I would go there with a girl, you know, and uh, there was one specific moment I, re I remember. Um, we're having sex. It was um, with a South American girl and very beautiful, like it was very intense, you know. We get to it and then she says, oh, I, I can't, I'm on my period. In that moment, I was not like, huh, that's so, that's too bad. In that moment, I was like, fuck yes. Because as of now, she thinks you're fucking perfect. I can seduce a girl. I can talk to a girl. I can hold eye contact. I can make girls laugh. I feel confident in that. I can kiss girls. I can be seductive. I can play with them. And they think I'm perfect. But the problem is that they always have the highest fucking expectations because I'm a model and because you see my social media perform my social media uh, persona on, on Instagram you know I'm like pr in pretty good shape so people always think that you have that halo effect you know and it's good in a lot of ways people expect that you might be better than you are a lot of things but also it comes with a lot of fucking pressure of always performing to your fucking best and uh, yeah that's something that really fucked me up man gotta say or a girl if you're listening um and that's also a disadvantage of being quote-unquote attractive or good-looking because you have these fucking, yeah, these expectations that are attached to you because of how you look. And uh, it's just something that really bothered me because I thought it would not be enough to explore something and get better at something. No, I have to be perfect because that's what people expect me to do. 
But then luckily with Christine, um, I felt like I trusted her in the very beginning. And uh, I told her that and I just opened up about how I felt about sex. And then we actually had amazing intimate moments. And it just made me realize that there are things in life, and this could apply to anybody, that we're so afraid of and we think we suck at them. But it's just because we don't fucking give it a shot and try and just allow ourselves to fail, you know? And that literally goes for anything in life. That goes for acting, that goes for being confident, giving speeches, whatever it is, or in my case, sex. Because I, at one point in my life, I swear to God, I was convinced in my mind, and I was okay with it, by the way, I was convinced that I was never going to have sex again. And it sounds fucking crazy because of my age and everything that's going on in my life, but uh, that is genuinely how I felt. You know, I thought, you know, just, you know, fuck that whole sex thing. You know, other people can do it. I can focus on my career and uh, make people laugh and entertain people, maybe inspire some people. But now it's added a whole new element to my life that I previously didn't know. And um, yeah, that's something that's something beautiful. So I just wanted to open up about that. Performance anxiety is something that a lot of men struggle with. And on a very personal note now, I'm just going to give you a very practical tip. I mean, for me, it was not really, uh, I, I didn't have a lot, of, a lot of problems getting aroused. For me, it was more like, it coming too fast. And I really thought that was going to be an issue, you know, but then it's also literally practice. In the beginning, I was dealing with that, you know, I had like premature ejaculation issues because I was so excited. But now I can actually just breathe, be in the moment. And instead of making it a performance thing where I would have sex and think about how I can make her happy, you know, because in my head, when I have sex, I'm never about my own pleasure. I don't care if I come, by the way, I'm all about her. I'm all about making her come. That's the fucking, that's the goal. If I, even if I like, I'm in pain in the process, I'd rather do that. But now I kind of switched from that and also made it about myself and made it impulsively about what feels good for me. So instead of having like some choreography plan, planned like some guys at in American Pie or Sex Education, if you've watched that show on Netflix, no, just follow your impulse with that too. You know, whatever feels good to you, there's a chance it feels good for a woman too, you know, and then, uh, or a man, or whoever, whatever you're into. I think you have to, it's a communication, it's, it's more of a, you're talking to each other with your bodies. And then that once I learned that, instead of following some like some results, I got lost in the moment and I just followed each impulse. So sometimes I'd have the impulse to now explore her body. So it became more of an exploration than a performance-driven act. And that's what changed it for me completely. And that's what, uh, yeah, now it's, now it's super fun. Now it's something I'm actually looking forward to. And uh, it's something very impulsive and very raw. And it brings out like a beast and an animal inside of me. And also, Christine told me that I'm a very sexual person. I didn't know this in the beginning. Like, I, I keep saying that I'm not sexual. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't have a lot of sex drive. Like, I don't jerk off a lot historically. But sometimes I do become sexual just because she makes me go there, right? I feel that inner beast coming out. And she also told me that I'm very dominant sexually, which is interesting because in my real life, I think I'm very dominant in real life, but also I'm, a, I'm sometimes a little hesitant. I'm a people pleaser and stuff. But in sex, I think I'm much more of a, just an animal when it comes to that. So um, it's very interesting to see that. And the evolution, I think, is also going to change. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to explore, take on some new adventures. And yeah, 
All I can say is that it's something I was terribly afraid of and now it's something beautiful in my life that I'm looking forward to and um, it added another aspect of my life. So that is that. I hope you can take something away from it for your life. If you're struggling with it, let me know. I want to have this in open communication. Also talk about it with people. Talk about it with your partner, whoever you're with. Trust them with that because the whole thing, like especially erectile dysfunction, a lot of times it's also because you're putting too much pressure but once you address it and just talk about it openly, it takes so much of the pressure away and um, if you have a partner and you openly communicate with them, they will appreciate that. And if they don't, then fucking don't be with them. You know what I'm saying? So that is all what I'm going to say on this issue. I might make a full YouTube video on this. I actually made an OnlyFans short film um, about this issue because it's something... You know, OnlyFans, I love the platform because I use OnlyFans not to post like like nudes or something. I, I use it to express myself creatively with short films. Some of them can be more sexual, more revealing. But it just feels good to actually tackle the things that I'm dealing with in my real life and put them into something artistic, which helps me understand it better. And then I can communicate it here on a podcast or even make a YouTube video about it. So thanks so much for listening. Um, yeah, more episodes coming. Hopefully something a bit more uplifting. I could, I, th- I'm going to do some crazy, crazy shit here in uh, Germany. I'm going to have more vlogs coming up, back to the roots, you know, and do that in Germany, the country that I grew up in, right? There's also going to be a German video coming. So a lot of things to look out for on my YouTube channel. I fucking love you guys. Make sure to subscribe, follow this podcast, and I... Talk to you in my next podcast episode. I guess that's it. What up?